we are all on our own path. So at times our paths may merge, converge, cross directions, but really we are all on our own path and we're all taking our own walk on on this earth. We're all taking our own walk of life. And we have to choose the path for ourselves. So let me let me tell a quick story. A couple months ago, beginning of summer of 2023, I met my friend Franklin and we were kind of on our own paths when we first met, but we we're both on self-improvement. And so we started hanging out a lot and spending a lot of time together. And then slowly but surely we started like merging paths. We were both going our own direction in the beginning and then we merged basically. And then I felt a kind of disconnect or not disconnect. I just felt um the need or I felt a like tension once I felt that he was like going off on his own path, but I didn't know that he, I, I wasn't conscious of the reason behind the tension. All I knew was that I felt tense around him. But later, after a while of thinking, then I realized that it was because he was going on his own path and I was not comfortable with it. Then I just realized that I have to let him go on his own path and go on my own path and focus all on myself. When I was on, when I first started self-improvement and really like the whole time I've been on self-improvement up until I met Franklin, my friend, I have always been like individual, individualistic. I've always been like very private about my self-improvement and I've always been like just solo. I just went solo and I always kind of did what I thought was right. And that worked very well. And then once I went to, once I started hanging out with my friend Franklin a lot, we started like strategizing and talking a lot about stuff that we could do. And then it got to the point where we were like doing these exact same things. And also there's many, it's just, we were pretty much doing the same thing. And I realized that I lost my kind of individuality or my solo, like my solo kind of persona when it comes to self-improvement, as well as my private. Like I lost my being solo and I lost private. And so slowly but surely I kind of started to become conscious of the fact that I didn't like being like the duel anymore. I didn't like tag teaming anymore. And so slowly but surely we've been starting to do like a lot of changes. For example, when I first started going to the gym, I would, I would always go by myself and I would never really lift with other people. And so one of my other friends, what he started going at my time that I would always go at in the morning before school. And then he would like, right when he started going, he texted me. He was like, I'm going to start going at this time. And I said, okay, but we are not lifting together and we're not talking like this is gym is for work, work, like gym is work time. Like when we're at the gym, we put in the work, we don't talk or mess around. Yeah. I never put up those walls or though that barrier or set those like rules with my friend Franklin. And so we started like today, especially we made a lot of changes. I usually, I always like walk up to him at the end of the gym session that I, when I'm about to leave and I say goodbye. Yeah. I dropped that. I'm not saying goodbye anymore. That's dumb. That's, that's something that like it, it, I've just felt attached. I, it felt dependent. Like I needed to say goodbye. Not anymore. I'm solo now. 
and like just a lot of different things and also like waiting for each other after class is one of the things just a lot of making changes and to be honest even today I didn't realize when I was making the changes I didn't realize uh, one of the things was that I like being solo honestly I didn't even realize that I liked being solo until like five minutes ago when I started talking about this which is funny because that's another way that I learned so much just from talking for an hour every day on my podcast. So I'm making a lot of changes and we are both going down our own paths. We are doing a lot of different things. He's focusing on studying ADHD stuff and studying like research lab stuff, like studies. And I'm focused on spirituality and learning about worldview and all this stuff. Neither path is good or bad. It's just our own path. And I got to keep reminding myself that. And that brings me to one of the things that I realized today. One thing that I realized today was... I am going, I feel lately, especially over the past maybe two days, I feel like my inner mind or my, just my attention, my control over my thoughts is not as much. It's not as powerful. It's not as strong. Like I feel as though over the past couple days, I have not been getting to bed. I've been getting to bed at the, like the same time every day, but it's been taking me a long time to actually fall asleep. And I'm unsure exactly why that is. I have one theory and it's because I'm staying on my computer until five o'clock instead of 4.45. So today I'm going to get off of my computer at 4.45 um, to test that theory. But... I like I don't know why I'm taking a while to fall asleep other, other than that. It might be like the temperature cuz it is in that awkward part of the season when the air conditioning as well as the heat like the air can it's too cold to use AC, but it's also like the perfect temperature to not use heat and so I can't get like the the house to like the most optimal temperature but it's I don't know but with all that said especially because my sleep has and like my sleep has been good for the most part it's just that I have been like just barely a little bit less sleep than what I should be getting like, cause like I, it takes maybe 30 minutes to fall asleep at night. But what I'm trying to say is that my control over my thoughts and my attention has not been very strong lately. Like I haven't had much, I've been able to call myself to wake up plenty of times throughout the day, but my control just releases a lot like I find myself falling asleep a lot more and being immersed a lot more and I find myself getting annoyed with things a lot more I feel like it all stems from my sleep especially but with that said that's happened in the past like I've gone down like downward like control of my thoughts before and then it goes up it's kind of like an up and down road road with lots of ups and downs and so the epiphany that I came to today because I was really struggling with like I felt like I was there was just this vague or this like feeling that I was falling behind that I was losing progress I wasn't I wasn't making progress towards my inner work anymore but then I kept reminding myself, like, I'm still, as long as I just keep going, I, I can have down days. As long as I just keep going, I'll get it back. Which is an okay mindset. But then I re remembered, I actually didn't remember this, but I'm going to explain this right before. 
I tell the epiphany I came across. And the thing that I want to tell you is one of the transurfing principles. And it's basically, you can never know whether an event is good or bad for you, but you can always choose to like receive good or bad. Like you can always make the choice for yourself of whether it's good or bad and whichever choice you make is what it will be. And so I just want to tell you that I wasn't really thinking of that when I came to this epiphany, this epiphany kind of just hit me randomly. And I'm pretty sure it happened when I was in the gym. Like when I was done lifting, I, I don't remember if it was when I was in the steam room or if I was showering. I remember thinking about it when I was showering, like trying to keep running it in my head to make sure I didn't forget it. So it happened once I was done lifting at the gym and I was like showering and basically I, the epiphany I came to came across was you can like the path on your goal, the path towards your goal is a road and it's basically just a straight road, but it's not like horizontally even. It's not an even road. It goes up and down. It has large like hills and then large like plat like um what is it called? decreases. Like downhills and uphills. It just has a lot of up and down changes in altitude. But it's still going in the same direction. And so the uphill parts are days when you're very good, like you're feeling great. Your control over your thoughts, like this happened to me like two or three days ago. My control over my thoughts was very high. And I was also in this like stage. I was in this like mindset. My thinking was very like dream oriented where I could tell that I was like kind of living a dream. And then I also could feel like things just were not real. So like that was my uphill and I just reached the peak on that day because then I started going downhill. And so when I went downhill, I was like, my sleep was, I wasn't falling asleep as quick. I am losing control over my thoughts, my attention a lot more often. I'm losing it quicker. Like just, I'm getting irritated over things more often. Just all of these things. But I'm still moving towards the direction of my goal. And that's the epiphany I came to. Even though you have like down days and off days, you're still moving in the same direction. You're still making the same progress as your positive days. Like you going uphill or downhill doesn't matter because you're still going in the same direction at the same speed. If anything, the downhill, like according to physics, you're going to be going faster downhill. But let's just say for argument's sake, for the metaphor's sake, you're going the same speed towards your goal. So that's something that I'm really happy that I came to that epiphany because it's really something to, it's something that I can really remind myself about and lean on because I find like I just talked about I find that a lot of times I feel as though my days are not as like efficient if I'm on a bad a downhill if I don't have as much control over my thoughts as I would hope if I'm not making apparent progress excuse me and just all of that stuff so if I'm on any downhill then I feel as though the day is a waste or worse that I am going back. And actually that mindset is very damaging because then that's what it will become. But that's why I'm very happy with this new mindset because now as long as I follow this mindset of the path towards your goal is a road that has a lot of changes in altitude, a lot of uphills and downhills, but the road is still going in the same direction. It's just a straight shot. 
Like the road is a straight shot to your goal. And you ride that road up and down hills. And then when you feel like you're going downhill and you're like, oh no, I'm like, you have a choice to make. You can either remind yourself of the road and how it has up and down hills, or you can choose to perceive that downhill as negative and how you're going, like it's hurting you towards your goal. So then you start steering off course and you start going in a a different direction. And that's basically another transurfing principle. Whenever an event happens, you come across a crossroads. You, you're either go on a negative direction or a positive direction. After an event happens, you can either go in a positive direction in life or a negative direction in life. And the way you choose which way to go is by your relationship to that event. So this, like... This all this applies to everything. The the path towards your goal is very important. And I want to talk about worldview more. But first I want to explain that I am basically done with reading Dancing After the Music Stops. I'm on like the appendix part, which in this book. The appendix is basically like a bunch of pictures, like 50 pages of pictures with some quotes. So I'm going to read all that stuff and then I'm done. So I'll be able, I'll probably finish it tonight, to be honest. I'll, I'll get, get off of the computer editing with it, with like 15 minutes to spare tonight. So I'll be able to actually finish it tonight. And then tomorrow I'm going to start die wise. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because Die Wise is going to be one of the most, I have a feeling that it's going to be one of the most impactful books that I've ever read, that I will ever read. Because Gene Pascal Riemann, he is the author of Dancing After the Music Stops, and he also has a website called The Most Beautiful World, and I've talked about this plenty of times, so I'm sure you guys are sick of hearing me talk about this, but just remind yourself that I'm talk, I've been talking about this for the past month, maybe even more which means that it's important. If I've spent so much time talking about this, you gotta, you guys have to start paying attention to the things that I'm obsessing over. Like I'm obsessing over worldview and I'm obsessing over spirituality and toppling like these limiting beliefs and like escaping all of this. I'm obsessing over this stuff. You should pay attention. Like the people that you watch the people you listen to online, pay, like the successful people, pay attention to what they are obsessing over because that tells a lot on what you should focus on. Like Mr. Beast, before he like grew so much, he obsessed over creating like the perfect YouTube videos. He obsessed over like the algorithm, what thumbnails worked the best what video styles like he obsessed over everything youtube and that's what got him successful so and i feel like everyone has their own things that they obsess over like for mr beast it was youtube i don't know if he obsessed over worldview i'm not sure because i i've only heard of the youtube part of things But for me, my thing that I'm obsessing over is worldview and spirituality. And the thing is, Mr. Beast obsessed over YouTube and he made the thing that he was obsessing over directly linked to his career, which was YouTube. So it makes sense. He's obsessing over YouTube and it's directly linked to YouTube because it's, he's learning how to get better at YouTube. And so for me, the thing that I'm obsessing over is worldview and spirituality right now is what I'm obsessing over and I'm making that directly linked to my career because I'm talking about it every single day for an hour I think that the best way to one of the best so right now my number one priority is self-improvement my number one priority is self-improvement over podcasting because 
or not not even just podcasting. My number one priority is self-improvement over business. And I've always had that priority, which is why I'm so, this is why I'm focusing on this specific type of podcast. Because I can combine them and still work on self-improvement while I'm doing business which basically just means that I'm just self-improvement all around. So it means that I don't have to have money to be like improving and to see benefits, results, and success. Like I haven't gotten any money off of this. I haven't really gotten much views off of this. I don't have, you. not very many people are listening to this. That's like the monetary side of things. Those are the results. But when you tie your like passion or whatever you're obsessing over, you tie your self-improvement or whatever your core values are. For me, it's self-improvement. You tie that to your business. Then you don't even need, especially in my situation, I am still a high school student. I'm, st- I'm still living at, uh, under my parents' roof and they're still supporting me financially. So I have the time to con- continue developing myself. And I also have the time to spare because it may take a little bit longer to go this route, but it's worth it because I'm still seeing results all the way through. It's very good. This is why I'm very glad about this specific type of podcast. But Die Wise is going to be one of the biggest, I feel like it's going to help me topple one of the biggest uh, limiting beliefs or fears I have, which is fear of death. Die Wise is all about dying and death. And to be honest, I've never read or learned or heard anything of death. In this culture that I live in, in American culture, and even like Western civilization culture, death is seen as something like no one talks about and it seemed as something unnatural and it's not like supposed to happen. Something It's like a disease. It's something that no one really talks about. And I definitely grew up like learning all of that stuff because that's what happens when you get indoctrinated by society. You grow up and you catch on and pick up all the things around you. And so right now I have this very kind of what's I'm blanking on the correct word, but I have this like kind of negative relationship towards death, not or neutral negative kind of, because I kind of, whenever a funeral happens, I just have this weird feeling around it. And so I never really think about death either. And there's this book that I read a long time ago, maybe like a a half, more than half of a year ago. It's called Tools. And it's basically a book about psychology. It's like a book that gives you mental tools to use in your life. And it was like the first kind of mind mental book that I've ever read. I read it before Transurfing. And I used those tools for maybe a week. And then I just stopped. But I I haven't read it in a while. And I I think that they all go along with the Transurfing principles. I think that they're all like good tools. Especially there's one where you basically send love to someone else like you basically visualize like your heart being like a beam being sent to them from your heart and you basically like love them that's definitely a good thing but in like one of the last the last tool mentioned in that book was basically like the deathbed perspective and it basically tells you that like whenever you need motivation, you can instantly spark motivation by running kind of like an image in your head 
of your deathbed. And that gives you a perspective that if you are going to, like you remind yourself that you're going to die. And so that kind of gives you the motivation to actually get up and do something. Now I, I never really used that one because I, whenever I needed motivation, I just did it anyways. I just used discipline instead. So, but that was like the only time that I've ever really learned or read about anything death related. And the fact that Gene Pascal Riemann, he hyped up that book so much in the most beautiful world's reading list. He said, this is like the number one book you have to read it right now. And he also, at the end of his book, Dancing After Music Stops, there's a page of 19 books that you must read like the best 19 books and number one was die wise so die wise is the next stage of my life or the next like phase of reading that i'm going to be doing it's probably going to take maybe over a week to read it maybe longer because it's like i have a feeling that it's going to be a very tough read Maybe in the emotional side, I'm not sure, but definitely in like the language side because I was just reading like the intro or the forward the other day and it's like very hard to understand. So I'll definitely improve my vocab from it as well, I think. But let me get some water. All right, so I got two things to talk about. I want to talk about uh, tra- uh, adventures. I'm just writing it down so I don't rem- so I don't forget. And then also I want to talk about escaping from like the matrix. So uh, lately I've been talk I've been obsessing over worldview, and worldview is all about like the reason why I'm obsessing over the worldview. My worldview is because I believe that we are being trapped like i believe that society has like indoctrinated us inside of a prison and you can see it all around you like people are living miserable existence miserable lives and i believe that society like we are being held in a prison and the most efficient part of it all is that we are like we just learn about it and then we imprison ourselves through our worldview. And that's that's why I'm focusing on worldview so much because I really believe that your worldview, if you can manipulate your worldview, you can set yourself free. So that's why I'm reading like all about that a lot. Same with spirituality. I'm not sure how they're linked, but I believe I, I think they may be linked. And like that I'm just trying to get rid of all unlearn all of the crap that society has put into my brain and replace it with a bunch of like good stuff that I read in good books. And I was going to talk about, oh yeah. So since we're in a society where we're, we're like in a matrix and I'm just starting to learn about this and I'm reading about other people who have escaped like Gene Pascarimen but then there's also like other people talking about it. Like Iman Gatsi. Like I I talked about it, I think in yesterday's or two days ago's episode. I saw like Iman Gatsi is the reason why I started reading Transurfing. He basically sparked everything. My entire journey. He sparked the start of the journey, my journey for worldview, like worldview and then spirituality. He sparked all of that just from like one simple phrase he said like this book is called rowdy transurfing that's what i study right now like that's all he said and i went down this whole journey as a result of it but i hadn't watched like youtube in a long time and then i logged on just the other day to like check to see how long of episode like how long episodes hamza releases and how often because I 
wanted I was in this situation where I didn't know if one hour every day was optimal for the quality of my episodes. So I wanted to check what Hamza does. And I have like a Google Chrome like extensions enabled to where my YouTube is like completely dopamine free to where it literally just lists the videos by their title and that's it there's no pictures no colors nothing it's just like words and so i had to click on the video to be able to see like the time so i had to watch start watching the video to be able to actually see like the time so i just clicked on his first video i wasn't really interested in watching it so i just clicked on it and then there was an ad that popped up and it was iman gatsi and so i was like oh I haven't seen this guy in a while and I grew fond of him because I kind of associated like all this worldview stuff from transurfing. I just kind of associated transurfing with him. And so I was like, oh, I was intrigued to watch the video. And he was talking about like I expected the ad to be like his agency, but he was talking about something called the rescue and it's basically something that he's like a movement that he's creating where he's like it's a movement all about escaping the matrix which is awesome to see and i signed up for it it's in 11 days as of recording this it's on the 30th and i'm probably not going to watch it because i don't want to sit on my computer for like an hour to watch it so, but I'm definitely going to be like, I want to figure out what those, because he talked about there was five principles to follow that the ancient Greeks followed. So once you follow these five principles, then you escape. And I want to learn about those five principles. Like that's, that's like what I want to learn so I can like figure them out and then apply them or see if I'm already applying them. See if I'm on the right track. And it's interesting because He was kind of talking in such a way. I read his email that he sent after I signed up for it. And he was talking in such a way to where this is like a whole movement going on right now. Like we're entering a new age of like a revolution. Not because there's revolutions in the street, but because people are actually starting to like like understand and learn about this matrix kind of thing. And they're starting to escape. Like to the ordinary eye, the ordinary citizen won't really notice much change, but under the surface of things, many people are going through the pro- a similar process to what I'm doing right now and actually escaping this matrix. And so it's actually during my journey, I'm documenting like a lot of it right now on this podcast, but actually really something that I think about semi-often and I kind of think I can't okay so Hamza is one of the original YouTubers that I would watch on self-improvement and he had a very big kind of influence over me in my early days especially for starting my self-improvement journey and I remember thinking a lot of the things that he is doing, like, for example, in the one video that he, that I watched, that I clicked on to check his, how long of videos that he is recording, he was extremely tan. Like, that's all I saw. I just, I just like loaded the video and then clicked pause right away because I wasn't interested in watching it. I just wanted to see how long the episode was. And he was extremely tan. So that just shows that he is like getting a lot of sun. So he's like basically living freely. He is free right now. And I basically only see him as a few years ahead of me. Like when I started self-improvement a year ago, honestly, no, before I even started, like officially started self-improvement, is what I consider the official start. I've been watching him like way before I started, like started reading. And he was the 
person that actually sparked my motivation to actually begin reading self-improvement books. But I like pretty much. Okay. So what I'm trying to say here is that I kind of, every once in a while, I kind of compare my situation to his situation a few years back. Like he was not, I I don't really directly compare it. I kind of just like make a comparison like, oh, he's a few years ahead of me. And so I'll have a life similar to, or I'll be able to live freely similar to what he's doing. I'll be able to live. Obviously I'm not going to have a similar life to him because we have different interests, but I'm going to be living freely and doing whatever I want, just like he does in a like few months or years. So that's something amazing to hear about or not even hear about, but just understand. And the other thing I was going to talk about, the first thing was talking about how this like new age is coming upon us where everyone is like breaking free from the matrix, which is very encouraging to understand because it just goes to show that I'm not the only one. There's other people because currently... Currently, I only know of two other people in my school, and I have a fairly large school. It's like 3,300 kids in my school. Last year, it was 3,600, but there's only, from what I know, there's only like two other people that are actively trying to like break free, and one, like two other people from like a 3,300 person school. So it's very kind of comforting to know that there's other people because before I met my friend Franklin, I was thinking that there was no one else. Like I was literally the only person in my entire like state or country that was actually on this path. And then I met Franklin and I knew that there was more. But now, especially with this new movement that I'm learning about, I actually know that there's a lot more people. And so it's very comforting to know that I'm like, there's other people going through these struggles with me. That's the first thing. And the second thing is adventures. So up until I read Dance After the Music Stops, all I wanted to do was kind of just settle down in Hawaii and like surf which I still want to do that. That's still my slide that I visualize every day. But I've become a lot more... Okay, let me explain this first. When I read the four-hour work week, he talked a lot about how he goes on like these three-month trips or like these long extended trips to uh, different countries and learns a language as well as a physical skill. So, for example, one trip that he could go on or one trip that I was inspired to go on was to go to Spain and learn Spanish as well as learn some physical skill that I'm not sure which one I would choose. But, like, he learned, like, a language as well as learning how to dance, like, be a extremely good, like, tango dancer or something. He was he actually, like, one like a a world championship or something like that. And so when I read that, I was introduced to vagabonding, which is basically like traveling the world. It was like my first introduction to traveling the world. And so ever since I read that book, I like became fond of traveling and then reading Dancing After the Music Stops, he talks a lot about his travels and that gave me like a raw take on overlanding I don't know what overland I didn't look up the description the definition of overlanding but what what I came to understand it is under the context clues is basically just traveling the world in like raw like not really like traveling the like the cracks of the world. So going through like crazy experiences, for example, Gene Pascoe Riemann traveled the Americas on a, in a Jeep. 
And he also traveled through like Vietnam and Laos in a, on a motorcycle, like a dirt bike. And one of the things that there's a lot of stories that he told about in South America, as well as North America, as well as in like Vietnam and Laos. But one of the stories that was really crazy was in when he was in Vietnam, he had a a dirt bike. Basically, he rented a dirt bike with no insurance, nothing. He like probably didn't have that much money. And he was basically just riding the bike around, just exploring. And then he met this tour guide who the tour guide basically said, like, go to Laos and then travel 15 kilometers and then turn right and then travel 60 kilometers. And then you'll see like something amazing. So he did that. He traveled like all the way down and throughout this whole time he met like he was like border crossing. There was like a bunch of crazy things, a lot of different things. Then he turned right and he didn't even know if it was like the right thing. He didn't know if he was going the right direction. Like all he was given was distances. He didn't know if he was going down the right road. So he went down this road and it was like this jungle with like a bunch of bombs, like landmines all over, like literally hundreds of feet away. I don't think they were on that road or else he probably wouldn't have been riding on it. But there was like thousands of landmines and bombs, literally hundreds of feet, hundreds of feet away. And he was just riding down this jungle where there was like a bunch of random stuff. He ran out of gas. So he had to pour more gas in that he had in like this literal can bot like bottle like can like imagine a coke can a can of coke and he just poured that much gas into it. that's all he had left so he had to like start a lot, a lot of things went wrong and he basically drove all the way down and reached like this one village and then it was like a bunch of random people or it was just like a bunch of locals i think it was like a military outpost and then he kept going further down and then he reached like this armed guard this armed person this armed military personnel said he has to turn back which it turns out that was the border like he had gone so far he started in vietnam and then went into laos but then he like traveled down this road so far down that he actually made it back into Vietnam, which that explained to him that he was actually going down the wrong road the entire time. And it was becoming to be nighttime. And so he went back to the, like the military kind of, sh- uh, town or village kind of shacks that he had came across. And it was just a bunch of like Laotian men who like were in awe of him because he was like the only like white dude that they have probably seen in a long time. And so he's talked about how that was like the craziest night of like the most amazing night or evening of his life because they offered him like raw beef And so he ate it. He like chewed it. It took so long to chew and they were all like watching him. And then he didn't really want any more, but they were like, eat it. And just the way he described the story was really funny. And it really put me in like the scene of things. And so they basically kept offering him more and more beef. So he basically had to eat a bunch of beef. And then he had like some wine, like rice wine some other stuff. And then he went to bed and like, that was the most awesome night of his life. Cause they like danced and did a bunch of awesome stuff. They partied all night. He went to bed, woke up and then he like went on his way. And then he finally made it to the actual place that he intended to go to on accident, which was like an amazing waterfall. I think it I think it was the waterfall. I might've gotten a few stories mixed up, but it doesn't really matter. He ended up in the actual place. And this whole time reading it, I was kind of reminded of 
Transurfing, as well as this story called The Alchemist. And in The Alchemist, basically, he had a dream where he had to go to the Egyptian pyramids to find his treasure. And so he went on this huge expedition, that this huge journey that took him years to get there. And then once he got there, he, like, he experienced a bunch of crazy things, a bunch of awesome things and he learned a lot as well and then once he got there he realized that he didn't find any treasure there and so there's two dudes that were kind of like trying the two guys arrived and started beating him up because they thought that he had treasure and so there was a passing comment that said the you have to read the story to really understand this but basically the alchemist said like, oh, I'm here because I had a dream a couple of years ago that there's treasure right here. And then the other guy said, oh yeah, that's ridiculous because I had this a similar dream where there was treasure underneath a church. And then the alchemist knew because literally in the beginning of the story was he was at that church. Like that's where the story started at that church. And so he was like oh whatever and so the dudes left him and then he was like oh wow so then he went back to the church he traveled all the way back to the church and found his treasure and it was and then he became like the richest person ever so that's pretty much the story how he his actual goal like his actual accomplishment was right next to him all along but he went on this whole journey so the journey is what's like really the world is basically leading you by the hand, taking you on this amazing journey and then giving you the reward. And I was like thinking about that the whole time. Like I had a suspicion that he was going to eventually find the, I'm going back to the Gene Pascal Riemann story. I had a suspicion he was going to go find like the thing he was looking for. But I also like saw that he was like going through this whole, a bunch of crazy stuff and that's like the journey and he ended up having the most amazing life or the most amazing night ever and it he hadn't even reached the actual destination yet so the that story taught me a lesson that the world will take you on this amazing path and you should just go along because you shouldn't try and control the script so hard to where if you see like, let's say the world, like, you're still going towards your path, but let's say you perceive, like, a turn, like, the world takes you on a turn, it's because the world is taking you on this path to go see this new experience. Who knows what you'll experience? And so, one of the things that I realized after reading Dancing After the Music Stops is this whole idea of traveling the world and having these experiences. Right now, I've n- I have not had any like true raw experiences in life, not a single one. Like barely, I don't think any raw experiences ever. Not to the extent that he describes in that book. And so, going back to the idea of me like kind of comparing my situation, I'm th- kind of like basically comparing my situation to like these people, like basically my mentors people that I'm reading about. So Iman Gatsi is one of the people that I like to, I uh, used to compare a lot. And when I say compare, I'm not like comparing. I'm just like giving myself the comfort of knowing that my life will be to the extent that theirs is in like a few years time. Like I'm basically giving myself the knowledge, the comfort and the knowing that I'm going down a path. I'm simply just, I'm going down a similar path to them. I'm simply just a few years behind. Like that's the comparison I'm making. I'm just giving myself the comfort of knowledge that I am actually going to make it and I'm actually going to achieve the results and the success that I want. And so Gene Pascal Riemann is one of the people recently that I've been comparing to because he dropped out of college, I believe. And so I'm basically a few years ahead of him in regards of like stop taking school so and he said that he spent like 
all of his 20s traveling the world, essentially. And that's something I want to do. He's also talking about how there's a lot of like true raw experiences are really what helps you learn spirituality and learn the soul. Like learn about your own nature. And there's only so much you can really learn and achieve reading books. You have to actually get out and have these raw experiences. So reading books gets you to a certain extent, but then you can only achieve so much just reading books. You have to actually go out into the world and have experiences, which is something that I predict. Again, I'm not sure because I haven't read this book yet, but I predict come of age is going to talk about that a lot because it talks about like wisdom, but not like, I don't think it talks about wisdom, but I think it talks about why elders don't have that much wisdom these days. And so I think that come of age is like maybe the second book that I read after die wise, but that's pretty much like the whole spiel. That's like, I know now that I want to have these experiences, I want to travel the world and meet like crazy people. And I want to have like crazy experiences and crazy stories to tell. But I also want to go rent a cabin for like a year and just spend a months or a year in solitude. Like there's a lot of different things that I'm open to now. Like there's a lot of different, like before when I first started this podcast, all I wanted to do was like be a millionaire and move out. Now I want to, and then I wanted to move out to Hawaii and surf. And then I wanted to move out to Hawaii and surf and have my own private beach and have my own private house. And now I want to move out and be financially free and travel the world and learn a bunch of stuff, have these raw experiences, learn all these new languages. And I want to ha- like get all these experiences so I can have crazy stories to tell. And then I want to actually, I still want to learn. I want to like surf and settle down at a house. I see maybe, I see it going like my most optimal path would be I move out to Hawaii right away and kind of spend a few months there in solitude, surfing, learning how to surf. And then that would basically be my base. That would be like my home because I know that Gene Pascal Riemann goes on adventures for months at a time and then basically goes, flies back, like puts his vehicle in long-term storage and then flies back home to Canada for a little bit of time. So that would basically be my home. I fly back home to Hawaii and then rest for my next adventure and then go on another adventure soon. Like that's kind of the thing that I kind of envision. And one of the things that I noticed in Gene, in Dancing After Music Stops, he basically said that a lot of times he didn't have money. And he also said that he had to work like a bunch of jobs to make money. So he would basically enter this period of time in his life where he would just lock in and work at like a oil rig or something like that and work for like, couple months and make like a quarter of a mil and then go on an adventure like that's basically what he did but what I'm trying to do right now is like literally build my entire foundation build a self-sustaining business and make a lot of money first so I can have the foundation and then I start like doing all this stuff and honestly I might go on adventures while I'm doing like like I don't want to build my all my wealth just here at my house. I want to start going on adventures as well because I plan on podcasting for quite some time because I see the podcast as the foundation to my business and my business is the foundation to my life. So in a sense, the podcast is the foundation to like my life, which is why it's part of the core three, which is worldview, spirituality, and documentation, which is podcasting. 
And so I definitely plan on while, once I start making money, which I haven't even started making any money yet on my business. But once I start making money, I definitely plan on going out on adventures because one of the adventures that I did go on was going to Florida, which that definitely helped a lot with, I definitely impacted the podcast positively because I had more stories to tell and more things. I remember the episode, I forgot what episode it was. It might've been like 74 or 64, one episode. It was, it was my best episode that I'd ever recorded at that time. And I was like standing shirtless, barefoot in the middle of a golf course in Florida, like thousands of miles away from my house recording a podcast. (laughs) That was probably an awesome, that was definitely an awesome experience. And that was like my first really travel moment. But honestly, that wasn't really traveling. I mean, I was traveling to a different state, but... I don't really consider that like traveling because I didn't really have much awesome stories to tell on that. I just went to like a business conference. That's it. So it was traveling in in one regard, but that's why like exploring and traveling is something that I want to do and not just traveling, like flying different places in uh, just flying to like tourist areas I want to travel like go hiking one of the stories that he told was he basically met up with his best friend and then two other women so two dudes two girls two women and they basically hiked they went to Nepal which is an extremely poor country and they hiked all the way up like this mountain And it's like the highest vertical, I don't know, but they basically hiked all the way up and he had an amazing story to tell about that. Those are like the raw travel experiences that I want to have, not like traveling to Cancun and staying at a resort for a week. Like, yeah, I want to experience that, but not that much, maybe like one, one week. I want to have the real raw experience of traveling the earth. Cause those are, those are what I learned about in dancing after music stops. Those are what I read about in dancing after music stops. And it really it affected me because I remember like this past week I was reading it every morning before school. And when I would finish, when it was time to start getting ready for school, I would like be sitting there and I'd be like, oh, I have to go, I'm choosing to go to school. Like there's so much more to life. And it really started to change my perspective and worldview because I'm reading about all these awesome adventures that he's having and I'm just going to school, spending five hours a day at school and then coming home and still, like even my personal time I'm spending not really doing any adventure stuff. I'm literally just waking up, doing my morning routine, reading, going to school, and then come home or go to the gym, come home, and then podcast and go to bed. Like, I'm not really adventuring or doing any crazy things that I'll be able to talk about, but I still think that it's worth it because I'm building the foundation to my life. I'm building like the foundation right now. And I really believe that. I really believe that this podcast is the foundation to my financial freedom. I believe that me reading these books are going to greatly impact the rest of my life positively and really allow me to explore and experience the rest of my life. And I really believe that my meditations are positively impacting my life. And that's one thing, my meditations. The last thing I want to talk about in this episode was A few days ago, I had my first like crazy experience and it wasn't really that crazy. It was just one brief moment. It just lasted an instant. And I like experienced my entire view. Like my eyes were closed, but my entire like screen, my inner screen just lit up and that was it. And then it ended just as quick as it started. 
And then today a similar thing happened. So I kind of like, I'm not very control. My thoughts weren't very controlled during my meditation today because I'm, I was kind of sleepy. And so I was just meditating and my mind kind of lost like control. It, it's like literally fell asleep. My mind fell asleep and it instantly lost its control. And then my entire screen lit up again in an instant. But this time I saw like three black figures. So my entire screen lit up. And then I saw like three humanoid figures. They were, it was just like the shadows, three shadows, just three figures right there. And that's it. It just happened in an instant, but it happened. And that's like, that's basically what happened. So I don't really know how to interpret it, but that gives me another like boost of motivation because I know that meditation is going to help me learn more about myself and our reality and just grow spiritually as well. But that's it for the episode. So to wrap things up, don't forget to download your favorite episodes and subscribe to the Ascend Momentum Show. But before you guys leave, make sure to look up at the sky.